Hello everyone, I am Matt Williamson. Happy almost new year. I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, this will be my last podcast before Steelers Seahawks. So let's just dig right into when Seattle has the ball. Uh, they're averaging 5.4 yards per play, 5.2 over their last three games. Steelers, not going to coincidentally allow 5.4 for the year, but 5.8 over the last three. Not good enough. And they're 5.4, 5.5 at home for Seattle. They are a better home team than road team. It's a very tough place to play. Only six defenses allow fewer points per game than Pittsburgh's, and only seven defenses are better in success rate. I don't think people realize that. I mean, six defenses are better than the Steelers in points per game for the season. Seattle throws the ball just under 62% of the time. That's sixth highest percentage. But over the past three games, they're all the way up to 63. They've been throwing it a lot, but also late in games as they come back. Only two defenses have faced 11 personnel on a lower percentage of their snaps than Pittsburgh. Only one defense is in their nickel package with five defensive backs on the, at a lower rate than the Steelers as well. Again, I talk about this every week, but they need a better nickel package. I mean, they're either big or they're small, you know. After last week, Geno Smith now has four game-winning drives. That's the most in the league. He threw for 227 yards and two touchdowns in the second half again in Tennessee. And the Seahawks scored on their three second half drives. Smith has thrown multiple touchdown passes in five of his eight game, last eight games after doing so once through five games and aims for his third game in a row with two or more touchdown passes. So playing well. Seattle is the only team in the league with three wide receivers with 50 plus catches. From a yards per route run perspective, DK Metcalf's at 2.25, really good. Tyler Lockett's at 1.73. Jackson Smith and Jigba's at 1.5. Metcalf's eight touchdown receptions is only behind Tyreek, Mike Evans, and Cortland Sutton amongst wide receivers. And he is eighth in end zone targets with 14. Metcalf has 43 receiving touchdowns since 2019, the fourth most in the NFL over that time. Only Calvin Ridley averages fewer yards after first contact than Lockett per reception amongst wide receivers with 50 targets. Lockett has 19 targets over his past two games and a season-high 11 last week. This is his fourth season with 75-plus catches, but Lockett hasn't scored in six straight games. It's not apples to apples, but Lockett's kind of the Deontay, Metcalf's kind of the Pickens. Of all wide receivers that have run at least 50 routes, Smith Najigba's 6.5 average depth of target is third lowest in the league, and his average yards per reception is eighth lowest. He is eighth in the NFL in, in average yards after the catch per reception, so he's getting short targets, but he's making a lot out of them. He runs 67% of his his routes out of the slot, and Pittsburgh allows a league-high, league-high, 10 flat yards per target to slot receivers. Slot corner is a huge problem for the Steelers. Seahawks tight ends Noah Fant, Colby Parkinson, and Will Disley have all played between 337 and 540 snaps this season. Only Only one offense utilizes 13 personnel, a higher percentage of their snaps than Seattle. While the Steelers have faced 13 personnel on 5.3% of their snaps, the second highest rate for any defense. Those teams are attacking the Steelers out of 13, three tight ends, and Seattle loves using 13. 
Uh, Noah Fant starting to kind of separate a little bit from this group, though. He did have a season-high 70% route participation last week. The Steelers' defense is allowing the NFL's sixth best completion percentage, but are facing the sixth highest average depth of target. So some of this T.J. Watt stuff's bonkers. Uh, he, he set the franchise record in 2021, as you remember, with 22 and a half sacks. But after getting a sack last week, his 17 sacks is second most in season in franchise history. He's also for, for, forced four fumbles a season and has recovered three. Both lead the team. He has at least half a sack in eight of his last nine games. The last time Watt faced Seattle, he had two sacks, a forced fumble, and three pass defenses. In terms of quarterback hits this season, Watt has leads the team with 33, followed by Highsmith with 17. No other Steelers defender has more than seven. His 33 quarterback hits leads the NFL. No other Steelers defender has more than seven. His quarterback hits. Oh, this is bonkers. This is Watt's second season with 30-plus quarterback hits and eight or more pass defenses. TJ and his brother JJ, who did it three times, are the only players in history to ever do it at all. JJ did it three times. TJ did it twice. No one else has ever done it ever. That's bonkers. Watt also leads a team of 16 tackles for loss, followed by Landon Roberts with 10 and Highsmith with 8. So, folks, I've told you a lot about our friends at Bet Online. With NFL bowl season and NBA in full swing over the holidays, Bet Online isn't taking a second off. They want to make sure you have all the up to the second, up to the minute odds, news, information. Bet Online has all the sports wagering info available you need for both your desktop and mobile, which is super easy. Head there today and get into the action. Remember, though, to use our promo code BLEAV, all caps, BLEAV, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Let's talk run game. Steers gave up just 59 yards on the ground last week, and Seattle could only muster 58 yards rushing. 54 of it by Kenneth Walker III. Walker and Zach Charbonnet have combined for just over 1,200 of Seattle's 1,354 rushing yards. 3.2% of Seattle's carries have gone for 20 or more yards. Only three offenses are better. Only the Bengals, Raiders, and Bucks average fewer rushing yards per game than Seattle, and only six defenses allow more yards per carry. During the first seven weeks of the year, Walker received 75% of the Seahawks rushing attempts, but from weeks eight through 12 or eight through 14, he just got a 49% rush share. He was dealing with some injuries, but these past two games, he's getting at least 79% rush share. Last week, he was just over 80. It was up to 81%. His 9.36 yards per reception is the fourth highest among running backs with at least 25 targets. And his yards after contact per reception is the best in the league. But Walker's only caught 25 passes this season. He's not a real developed route runner, but you get him in space, look out. Walker has now eclipsed 1,000 scrimmage yards in both his NFL seasons. 
He has 110 scrimmage yards in four of his last five home games. Only three defenses have given up fewer rushing touchdowns than the Steelers, just eight. However, before allowing 74 74 total yards to Cincinnati's running backs last week, Pittsburgh gave up 200 to the Colts' backfield, 140 to Zeke Elliott, and 130 to Arizona's backfield. Seahawks have 10 different offensive linemen this year that have logged over 100 snaps, nine that have played 215 or more, six of whom have played 414 or more. Just been a total revolving door at their offensive line, all across their offensive line. Seattle has scored 24 points in fourth quarters of games over the past two weeks, but just 16 points in the first three quarters of those two games. So I do expect some points in this game. I think the Steelers can run the ball. Their advantages in this game are certainly their run game against a bad run defense on the road in a nasty environment, their D-line against a shuffled up O-line, as we mentioned, some things in the margins like penalties favor the Steelers. But I have Seattle in this game 27-23. I looked at, you know, re-watching last week's game. It was wonderful. Steelers won all that great. But I think if Burrow and Chase play in that game, they rip apart the back seven of the Steelers. And Geno's not Burrow, but he's an established, strong NFL quarterback with three really good receivers, a decent group of tight ends, a good group of backs. I think the back seven of the Steelers is just in for an incredibly long day, to be very honest with you, in a very difficult place to play. So I have Seattle win this game. There are avenues for me being wrong, though. So take care. Over and out. We'll talk after the game.